I hope that down the road when the MMO comes out or whatever happens, it turns out like, oh, Anthony Reynolds is a pervert. Like, I hope, I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, you you really kind of led that up because it's like I hope, I hope, and then it's like if someone like clips it wrong, it's like yeah, yeah. I hope he's I hope he's a predator. You're like no, we like Anthony Reynolds. Like how dare you do this? Welcome to Casuals of Runeterra, <coughs> episode one thirty eight. Are we gonna make it? The other host hatch. What? Are, are we gonna make it through this episode? <laughs> I mean, it's a bad start. <laughs> <laughs> we're back. Uh, we've had a lot of other content going up uh, in the meantime, but we're back on track. Uh, we're yeah. here with the bull bear story we promised you so long ago. Yeah, and if you've been along with the ride, like we love you and thank you, but that ride is still going. And <laughs> before we can really get off, you know, you got to go up the hill of the roller coaster before you can have the fun. And for this place, that's housekeeping, which is yeah, it's like a big McDonald's sign in the, in the distance that you have to, you got to see it. <laughs> hey, no, we live in the southeast. It's not a McDonald's side. It's uh, what what the Shadaran like attorney at law side. <laughs> Above a Waffle House. <laughs> Housekeeping up top. You can listen to us everywhere. Visit us at podcastcore.com for all of our info. Email us at podcastcore at gmail.com. Remember that C-O-R. Follow us on all the platforms because that helps us with discoverability. And then leave a like and a comment on wherever you're listening because we want to hear from you. Uh, but word of mouth, tell a friend. To return to the old ways by listening to the Casuals of Runeterra podcast. That's right. Return to the old ways. Let's all go outside, touch grass (laughs) (laughs) in unison. (laughs) So we're excited for many reasons all the time. But for this specific episode, we have a story by our golden boy. And I hope, I hope. (laughs) <laughs> that down the road when the MMO comes out or whatever happens, it turns out like, oh, Anthony Reynolds is a pervert. Like, I hope, <laughs> I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, you, you really kind of led that up because it's like, I hope. I hope, and then it's like if someone like clips it wrong, it's like yeah. yeah. I hope he's, I hope he's a predator. You're like no, we like Anthony Reynolds. Like how dare you do this? So this story is written by our current Golden Boy Warhammer enthusiast Anthony Reynolds, alongside Rayla Heed. Uh, I believe that's how it's pronounced. The way her last name is written, it could be a billion different ways. But yeah. the rule on this show is once we say it. That is what it is. Yeah, so we're sorry if we got it wrong, Rayla, but that means it's wrong forever now. <laughs> Tis the curse that we live by. <laughs> oh, <Or> Lord. <laughs> story best told in three parts. <clears throat> so let's start with part one. And man, did they not upset. Uh, no. We start the story with Volibear literally hibernating. Valhir, he hears his true name, but ignores it. Valhir, with your name and with this blood I call upon you, this gets his attention. He opens his eyes, turns his attention to the sound, and the frail yord rumbles with his awakened presence. 
He can taste the blood of the sacrifice on the air. He senses his runes for the first time in a long time, forming. Vow here, we call your fury. Give us your strength. Every death is an offering. His blood pumps, his heart pounded to the rhythm of the drums, the promise of battle, slaughter, and worship called to him. The polar bear reared on his hind legs <laughs> and roared to the heavens. The sound touched the soul of every living creature in the room. That's how we start. And let me be the first to say, let's fucking go! <laughs> oh man, like that, just, just as intro is like, yes, I am all in. I'm all aboard. Let's go. Like th- this is exactly well for a Volibear story. Like th- this is the the kind of start that I'm feeling. You know, like because uh, if you if you haven't listened to our Volibear episode. Um, like it'd be great if you go listen to it, but just to like catch you up there, it takes a lot, like very heavily from Nordic lore. Uh, and obviously, you know, like Vikings, they're very, <coughs> they're war, uh, a war hammered people, right? Like they are a, like they live in a very rough area. Um, like a lot of resources are scarce. So that's why you have warriors that would go a Vikinger. And they would go out and raid because it's not like there was a lot of stuff at home. Mm-hmm. So it's a very like their culture takes on like as like a, it mirrors that fact. It yeah. mirrors this warlike mentality because like everyone needs to be on board with that because that's the way they survived. Uh, and Volibear's story and all, a lot of the Freljord stories kind of heavily take from that, but Volibear especially. So this is straight, like this is exactly what I want because it's like, yeah, like, you know, get the drums going, get your war paint on. We're going off to war. Uh, and a lot of like Viking uh, media out there, like a thing that they will say is that they can feel like, you know, they feel the blood rush and it's like the blood song is coming. And it's like, that's basically what Volibear is like going through here, where it's like his heartbeats matching the drums of war. And it's like, yeah, like, oh, man, if that doesn't get you amped, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. And this is something for. uh our book club listeners that are joining us here, welcome. Hey, this is something that Anthony has proven to be good at: is the way he starts chapters, the way he starts and gets your attention. He's very good at it, very consistent. So I'm not surprised here. And so what Hetch was saying, I'm a big fan um, of Viking stuff. I think most people are. It's not. It's a very cold take, uh, pun intended. <laughs> but Robert Eggers recently produced the movie The Northman and a big way of how that movie is shot is it's almost as if it's like an acid trip but from the viewpoint of a Northman and a lot of it is very tribal in nature and fits this motif um, when you're looking at that Nordic side of how things are being told so it's just you know slow clap yeah, like it, I mean, Anthony's proven time and time again that he really has a feel for the pulse of that living world of Runeterra, and this is just another example of it. And it only is going to shine more the deeper we get into the story. Yes. So this takes us to part two, and this is the response of 
Volibear waking up or Valhir, because we now have his true name, which is dope. Um, but the response is wide reaching. You have spirit walkers that wake up screaming and exciting and excitement. You have Rimfang wolves, which we know from the game, that are howling at the sky in response. You have tribesmen that are looking at their friends devilishly, um, preparing to do the devil's work. Um, <laughs> they're ready to spill some blood, baby. You just know it's coming because Vola Bear's back. Yeah, and the, this, like, if you've read, like, a lot of other, Anthony's other works, like, this kind of, like, fits into a lot of that. Um, and, you know, we mentioned a lot, like, especially in the book club and at the start of this episode that he does a, a, uh, some writing for Warhammer. And this, that like, that whole thing of just, like, you know, people feeling the effect of what's happening hundreds of miles away and being affected by it is something that is covered in uh, some of like the newer arcs of Omen books and Warhammer. So it, he really did is just kind of like writing that momentum in a story uh, telling, but what there's no better outlet for it than the Freljord and, you know, these tribesmen, uh, like getting ready for battle for Volibear, like it's the perfect like next step for him. So I uh, like this. This was like specifically reminded me of Warhammer stuff the most. I think you are muted. I believe you are muted. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> It's our first episode. We'll Give do us it a break. Live. <laughs> we'll do it live. So Volbear thunders towards the call that he hears, leaving his everything in his path destroyed because this is Volibear. And then he arrives in a dramatic fashion and he finds two armies currently clashing. And one army is clearly winning, and one is losing the battle uh, viciously. And the winning army didn't look Freljorian to him, and we know that he don't like people that don't look like him. <laughs> hey, Volibear, like you can you can say what you want as, about Volibear and like it, for everyone who's listened to the story, you know, like he clashed with his brother in yeah. Orn and you know, he gave himself over into like the war spirit. So he's not a friendly person, but at the end of the day, like you can't take away the fact that Volibear's for the Freljord and he protects yeah. his own. All right, so if he's going to see somebody go, where are you from? <laughs> and like, whoa, whoa, what, what are you doing wearing those colors in this neighborhood? Like, that that's yeah. the kind of guy Volibear is. <laughs> and there's no connection here, but he sees that they're carrying red banners. Now, we know from your history lessons over hundreds of episodes that it's Noxian related, um, but red also being the, you know, prominent color of Orin helps as well. He does not like the color red. <laughs> he doesn't need to figure out he doesn't need to figure out why yeah. their banners are red. He just knows that, nah, that ain't my color. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets there, he turns his attention to this fur-clad woman who is the one that's calling his name, and she's covered in gore, and when she gets there, or when he gets here, there, he's, uh, she salutes him and with glee before running back in a battle um, to do some more work. And he roars and follows her. And I, I can't believe what that looks like. When you're beating an army, a demigod shows up. He looks at one of the combatants 
turns towards you and follows them <laughs> back into battle. <laughs> so the battle's over a moment. There's no um, contest and, and like, you know, for the sake of this episode, we covered it in the in our champ episode yeah. for him. But a uh, Vala Bear isn't like the size of a bear. No. And <laughs> just to put it in perspective, like, you know, he does look like a polar bear. And if a real sized polar bear were running at me and my friends, <laughs> I would want to be running away. All right. Yeah. I'm not staying for that fight. Volibear is large enough to kill serpents that would then create entire mountain ranges. Yeah. And that's what's running at you and your friends. Yeah, no, no, they, they, no contest. It's over. <laughs> his his redesign in the game was actually a big moment and very important because uh, similar to Fiddlesticks was they really figured out how to encapsulate the horror of his existence, right? And the terror, because um, we, we have the lore, right? We have the story. But now in game, if you just play the game, you understand how scary it is. You understand when he alts, it's very similar to this situation when he's yeah. jumping on top of you and he's the size of your whole team, right? Like, and his health like triples. It's like that type of shit that really helps convey um, yeah. the danger. Like, and you're like, oh, this isn't that cute bear on release. <laughs> this isn't. <laughs> no, I, I can't, I can't get this guy to sit on a ball and, you know, do yeah. circus tricks. <laughs> like that, that's not happening. Like we're, we're all going to die. Like, a little, you know, actually, you know, that, that leads me to uh, a little bit of know-how. So we know a lot of things. One thing we also know is that, theme song that we associate with circuses was originally created by the composer as a war anthem for charging into battle. So we don't do anything here lightly. I just want to, I just want to point that out. And now, because once again, when we say it, it's canon. That's what the drums were playing when Volibear crashed into the Noxian line. <laughs> Val here! <laughs> if your blood's pumping to that beat, see a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh <my> Lord. <laughs> All right, so Bola Bear wipes everything out, right? He's essentially the equivalent of a nuke. Um, and we move into part three where the woman goes to him. She's like, hey, Val here, over here, I'm your biggest fan. Can you sign my towel kind of thing? Um, <laughs> and she kneels and introduces herself as War Mother Raytha. And we have an example of a war mother in the game. I mean, one of the original cards um, for Freljord in Legends of Runeterra is a war mother. So, That's right. Yep. So she introduces himself, herself. His blood is kind of still pumping, right? Because he woke up like this, right? <laughs> he woke up <laughs> on sight. So his adrenaline is a different type of adrenaline, but it's kind of waning. And he's actually getting pissed off that he's no longer pumped up. Like, it's over so quickly. Uh, but then it starts to build again. His anger starts to build. The woman starts to notice, and it's because he's looking off in the distance, and he sees a dam in his favorite river. Now, this is the part where we talk about in book club, where in the Runation book, he's real good at taking serious situations and transitioning into like silly back and forth, and adding a bit of levity, like post battle. Right, you see this with the you know a little bit of spoilers, the introduction of Rise in that battle. Um, you see this with uh, 
Venix and Callista on their adventure as things are happening, where it's like, serious moment, funny moment, serious moment. He balances that very well. This is very silly. <laughs> yeah, but very on brand. Uh, and like it, especially with what we covered in his bio episode to, you know, back up further how on brand it is. The, one of the biggest thing problems that Volibear had and one of the reasons that he has been dormant for so long is because the more that the Freljord becomes civilized, the less that there are these uh, roaming nomadic huntsmen that live by the quote unquote old ways. Yeah. So. Like, Volibear isn't just pissed because, like, oh, my favorite river, how could you? He's also pissed because it's they dammed up the his favorite river to create farmland. That's yeah. where they're fighting right now is in a floodplain, and it was created by that dam so they could build this village right next to it and farm their crops, have a decent flow of water coming in. And it's like, no, that's this is not the ways of the nature. This is no, you need to live off the land as in go out, hunt and fight, kill and live. Like that's what gives Volibear power, which is part of the reason that he was hibernating at the start of this. <laughs> and then it took a grand scale battle for this village to wake him up because like when he shows up, he's like the first thing he notes is all the dead bodies around the smell of blood in the air and all the gore covered on War Mother Rayla. Yeah. We're like, yo, what up? <laughs> <laughs> you made it. <laughs> so, like, all of this is just a combination of things to piss him off. And the fact that it is his favorite river is just yeah. the cherry on top. It's like your it's like your grandfather um at a get together when you open up the TikTok and he's just like, oh god damn it. <laughs> How dare you use technology in front of him? Right, especially technology you enjoy. Yeah, like how dare you live a comfortable life? Because <laughs> back in my day, and Volibear's about to show them what's about it, what happened back in his yeah, day. Yeah, so naturally the woman and the onlookers are confused because, like, come on, you're a guest in my house. You just knocked over my my dinner table, dude. What the fuck are you doing? Um, and Volibear stomps over, destroys the dam, letting loose all the water. And it rushes, destroying the settlement as the villagers that he just helped are now running in terror, like grabbing their kids, trying to get out of the way of this new flood that's coming. And he turns to her and he says, today you are free. <laughs> live, live wild, hunt, kill, honor the old ways and the old ways will honor you. Um, Anarcho-primitivism. We're back, baby. Let's, let's do it. Here we go. <laughs> Return to monkey. <laughs> Return to monkey. Um, but yeah, like there's like uh, this is this like kind of like is a uh, part of like uh, fantasy storytelling that's become really popular within the last decade mm -hmm. that I do really enjoy. And I think like the most like the one the the example that stands out the most of this kind of storytelling would be from the Witcher series where it's like you know at the end of the day whatever decision you make like life still kind of sucks right yeah. and for the people of this village it's like you know they had to make a call which was we're either going to give in to Noxus here or we're going to stand and fight and if we stand and fight we're going to need some bigger guns so i know of a demigod from the old tales, we could summon him and he 
he likes the Freljord. He's not going to take kindly to invaders. And it's like, yeah, so you did it. You summoned the demigod. He came in and saved the day. At what cost? He literally destroyed your village. Catch <laughs> like, unknowingly talking about the American military industrial complex. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it's like we can't avoid it, even in our media. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I, I was just meaning more of just like, you know, the damned if you do, damned if you don't. So, <laughs> and that pun is intended. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> okay, this episode's not long enough for us to be just... <laughs> So we wrap up our story here with the war mother slowly nodding like, good, yes, yes, I'm feeding into this. This shit is fire. And Ballbeard knows that she has the spirit. He's like, yeah, she got that shit. So he nods to her back and turns to the horizon because there was much to be done. Uh, and this was the start of something bigger. So that's where our story ends. Slow cut. I mean, listen, he... We had faith in our boy. He did his thing. This is a great story because, as as I mentioned, like it not only gives you the physical um, danger of what Bola Bear is, but it also shows you how terrifying and imposing his ideology is. And what this – like here's one example, and you're like, oh, no. Nox is going to find out about this battle, right? This is going to be a cascading effect. Um, and cascading is popular in Magic the Gathering, but it's also popular in the real world when it comes to <laughs> ideology. So here we go. <laughs> and and as every Magic player will tell you, if you let some someone start cascading, yeah. it usually doesn't end well for you. Right? <laughs> it usually only ends well for the player that's cascading. Um, so it, the fact that the Freljordians are the one cascading now is not a good thing for the Nazis. Yeah, it's called um, Blood Braid Elf, not Happy Sunshine Rainbow Elf. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, we're off the rails. <laughs> we go wild. Yeah. Um, but as like with this kind of story, like uh, uh, something that we bring up uh, that we've said a lot. And mm -hmm. for me, like this is one of the ones that's nearer to the top of the list for me, yeah. which is like stories that I'd love to see animated <laughs> would be this one. Yeah. Uh, Cause like not only like, not only is it like, good action because you've got like a you know a literal demigod coming back into the physical plane um and then like this he already is wreaking cataclysmic events basically because that town's gone like that's a whole town yeah and we know from like the scale of the battle from what he saw that it's like there was a lot of people there so the fact that he's turned all of them into nomads yeah. is you could argue is close to like a cataclysmic event for the frail yard. Uh, but uh, like, not only do you have that, but we also get like some details as far as like just Volibear's size in general, because like he's been weakening in power. So it makes sense that he's not going to be as gigantic as what some of the old stories would say. But from what they're saying, like when he's talking to the war mother, he's still like when on all fours, he's still close to a three story building. Yep. Um, that's terrifying. 
Uh, so they'd like imagine that on its hind legs. Like, yeah, he's still close to being gigantic, right? So, like, I would love to see that animated just to see that kind of volley bear brought to yeah. life. Not to mention watching him rip hundreds of Noxians to shreds. I want to reference again. Um, we point out some art in the previous Volibear Bear episode uh, with him and Neela and her standing like in perspective of him like coming through the clouds. Amazing image, mm -hmm. uh, but also works towards what Hedge is saying as far as seeing the scale. Yeah, like it, and that was in our uh, Neela episode. If you want to go listen to that, because we will, like, and I don't remember which card it is, but we tell you which card it is, so you yeah. can go see what the um, listen to card all the episodes. You'll, you'll you'll find you'll yeah. find information. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, like you know, because of our Neela episodes, and now going into Volibear, it's like I, I I would just really love to see some more animations with Volibear because yeah. it's like the like the old gods of the Freljord are just all terrifying. Like all three of them are terrifying yeah. in their own ways but volibear is definitely has the most sakuga with yeah. his terror with how terrifying he is so animate him first yeah. <laughs> well, you, you know what we'll leave it there i have so much more i could say but we have infinite episodes to make anyways so stick around <laughs> as always if you stuck around this long this is a lot of stuff in, in a short time frame uh, for the first time, we were under <laughs> what we planned. Hey, hey, don't jinx it. <laughs> you want to just sing? We just do karaoke for 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, you pick a song, and then you have to sing the song, except, like, not to the actual music. It'll just be to the circus music. And with that, thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with the next episode. Yeah, take care, everybody. Oh. <laughs>